Hey, goal getters, it's Angela. Did you know your Healthy by Association podcast is now available on your Alexa enabled device? Just say, Alexa, play Healthy by Association podcast on TuneIn Radio. Give it a try today. Welcome to Healthy by Association, the podcast. My name is Aaron Obolowick, and today's topic is Goal Getter Stories Continued. Um, this time we have our very special friend and moderator, Jim, who will be joining us. Uh, more to come in just a little bit, but before we do that and dig in, please welcome my co-host, Angela Falk. Welcome to the show, Angela. Hey, Goal Getters. It's June. Can you believe it? It I is. Can't. June 3rd. And June 3rd means it is the start of a new topic and theme in Healthy by Association. And our theme for the month of June is uh, Men's Health Month. And so wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about Men's Health Month, what you can expect. Uh, as usual, you'll see kind of a flip of topics happening in the Healthy by Association space, um, as well as potentially some, some blogs and some other articles and goodies. Um, but I want to share with you a little bit about um, what you can expect and kind of what this whole topic is all about. So I have menshealthmonth.org pulled up on my screen right now, and I'll share with you a little bit. Um, and Angela, certainly feel free to weigh in. I know our, our topic and theme today on the podcast certainly ties into this um, and lots more good content to come. But um, originally anchored by a current a congressional health education program, Men's Health Month is celebrated across the country with screenings, health fairs, media appearances, and other health education and outreach activities. Um, first acknowledged by the White House to provide encouragement to men, boys, and their families around the globe. Um, you can, at work, if you're following along, kind of wear Blue Friday, the Friday before Father's Day. It's really intended to be an opportunity to draw awareness to uh, the month. Um, the site is maintained uh, by Men's Health Network with the help of contributors and supporters. And really, the purpose of Men's Health Month is to heighten the awareness and preventable health programs, problems rather, through programs, and encourage early detection and treatment of disease among men and boys. This month gives healthcare providers, public policymakers, the media, and individuals an opportunity to encourage men and boys to seek regular medical advice and early treatment. Uh, the response has been overwhelming with lots of activities globally um, in the U.S. Uh, and certainly around the globe. So when we talk about Men's Health Month, that's what we're really talking about. And I'll just say, uh, before I kick it over to you, Angela, that um, yeah, it's one of those things that I, I certainly had regular healthcare growing up. Um, and then you do this thing where you go to college and, uh, you move away and, you know, outside of the auspices of your parents, um, uh, unless someone's checking in on you, I, I think it's experienced a lot of people that you kind of stray from finding a primary healthcare provider, um, Maybe you aren't going in for an annual checkup. Um, I don't know about you, but sort of my college and post-college experience was, you know, when you were ill, um, I'd probably run to the drugstore and find some things that I, I th thought would take care of it. Or if it became bad enough, I'd go to urgent care. Yep. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't, there wasn't, maybe there was, and I just didn't really pay attention, but 
the sort of access to urgent cares and that sort of healthcare wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And so, you know, certainly the environment changes when you make that sort of life-changing um, transition in your life that maybe you don't, you aren't connected or you don't plug in. Um, and so I, I made a commitment to myself um, the last couple of years to find a primary care doctor that I liked um, and start going on an annual basis. And, you know, it's, it's not an easy task. You can see how it's easy to sort of push off and not, and not really take time to do. You have to figure out, like, who's in network and who do I like and where, where, where is it? And I don't know. It's kind of, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think we, we uh, probably put up a lot of excuses as to why we don't do it. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud um, to be bringing this Men's Health uh, Month content to everyone to be mindful of so many things. I think first and foremost, um, you know, think about if you don't have a primary care doctor to, um, you know, set this month as the time to do it, to find it and to take the first step to go. And then, and then once you do that and establish that relationship to follow through on that commitment to go for your, uh, go for your annual checkup. And, you know, if June and the month of June around Men's Health Month is the thing that makes you go or that encourages you or motivates you to go, so be it. Uh, but I think that's really what we're hoping to do here. I'm sure that there's a lot of, um, you know, other preventable screenings that you could do as well. But, but look, first and foremost, like I would start by just going for an annual checkup. Yeah, you know, I think it's something that just gets put off and put off and put off and it could fall into that category of, you know, are we doing our self care? You know, I mean, that's, that's a platform that we stand on very often here in HBA and um, that's one of the best places to start. Like even if, you know, if you don't have your baseline kind of like, what are my regular stats like right here and now? And you know, you don't know how you can improve or, you know, if there's, if there's some, you know, warning signs of something that's coming. I mean, I think, you know, when we're busy, I don't, I, we don't take care of ourselves. And if we are just running to, you know, the drugstore to get, you know, a sinus med or whatever, we don't know if we could be doing something, something else. And, and I have a little boy now, he's 10 years old, and, and I want to be sure that he's going to his physicals and, you know, not just for sports and, you know, that he's, that he's, you know, going to create that habit now of taking care of himself. So when he grows up and goes mm -hmm. away to college, I remember I went to Western Michigan University and we had a, we had a, it was called the health center, but we all called it the death center, you know, so I don't <laughs> think it was like the best, um, you know, sort of connotation of, you know, but it was right there on campus. I mean, it was pretty much like the campus urgent care, what we called it the death center. Just <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I remember going there once. I can't even, couldn't even tell you what for, but. Um, like, you can write all uh, fan mail to Angela Pelk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> Uh, well, but two things in particular that you said there, the first, um, the first really being, and we've talked about this in the last couple episodes, really about masking um, symptoms, right? And so medications and self-medication in particular, uh, often is masking symptoms and, and maybe um, not helping you find the, the root cause. And so being mindful of that. And I think the other thing that you said that I really just want to lift up here is that, um, setting up healthy habits from a young age is 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 and can be incredibly important um, particularly that 
young men and boys like understand why it's important to go to the doctor. Um, You know, and not just that I have to go, like my parents make me go every year, but really having like an open and honest dialogue about why is it important to go, talking about early detection, talking about um, not only annual checkups, but also special screenings that you should do once you hit a certain age or if you have a certain history or, you know, any of those things. I think they're great things to talk about with your doctor. Certainly, you know, we're not going to replace medical advice through this podcast, but, um, you know, helping you think about why to go and, and, and why it's important, I think is, um, the first step. Yeah. I mean, if so, we can just even serve as a reminder, like you just said in, 100%. Like in the opening, you said, you know, if you haven't been for your annual physical, like maybe that's something you do this month, just that. 100%. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, if you're not able to go this month, you know, it's, I don't know about you, but it's, I feel like it's sometimes crazy how hard it is to get scheduled into appointments. Like you're like a few weeks out or whatever, as long as you take the step during this month to get the appointment scheduled, I think would be great. Um, and, um, and if you're in like the second tier, um, you're like one, you're like advanced and you have, you're like beyond that. You already have it, you either have done it or you have it scheduled what about reflecting on some of those other things? Like, is it time to get a colonoscopy or is it time to take it one step further to get a check maybe that you haven't? Isn't, is it time to get your skin screened for melanoma or, you know, whatever it is, be mindful. Like do just like a little scan of yourself and figure out, um, yeah, it probably is time to either start or to do that thing I haven't done in a couple of years. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, more to come on that. Um, As I said, we have um, an exciting sort of kickoff to uh, Men's Health Month, um, and we'll do that with a very special guest in a moment. Before we do that, though, just a little bit of housekeeping. As always, we'll remind you to subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast, particularly on the Apple platform, but anywhere that you listen to your podcast would be awesome. Helps us get noticed uh, and found by others who may be interested in Health and Wellness podcasts. We'll also remind you, um, sometimes I feel like a broken record, as I know you do, Angela, but we'll also remind you that um, this podcast is born out of a Facebook community. So if you're not already a part of Healthy by Association on Facebook, please search for us there every Monday when we release a new podcast episode. You'll also have the opportunity to see the recap and mega thread for this, um, for this episode. So in there, we'll have a couple of highlights from the conversation, as well as an opportunity for you to post any of your comments or questions for our guests or for us. Um, and it's a place that we can continue the conversation long after this podcast has ended. Uh, but with that, Angela, I'll kick it over to you for the introduction of our sponsor. Sounds good. Well, if you are a longtime listener, maybe you're a first-time listener to the HBA podcast, uh, we are sponsored by Audible. Yes, the Audible. Audible supports content creators like Healthy by Association, and uh, for doing so, we are able to offer an affiliate link if you have not... um, activated an Audible subscription, you can, for free, a 30-day trial through our link, which is www.audibletrial.com slash HBA podcast. Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm a longtime Audible user. I have found um, not only books to listen to, and you know whether it's fiction or autobiography, you know, biography or autobiography, um, even there are meditations, there are guided yoga sessions. I mean, there, there is no limit to the content Audible is um, creating and providing. So um, if you've not yet subscribed, give it a try. 
at our link and I will have it in our show notes today. <laughs> I know you're going to introduce Jim in just a second, but I just like laughing as you introduce the sponsor because there are so many W's in your life. You say W probably more than any other person. <laughs> no, you say it on this podcast for that website, but I, I know, know you say it for your WW side gig. So oh, I know. Like, there's all the W's. That's all the W's. <laughs> anyway, sorry for that. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I'm just so excited. You know, this, this just timing for this um, particular episode today is just perfect. Just kicking off Men's Health Month. Um, one of our longtime moderators is our special guest today. Um, and he has just inspired me in so many ways, just in the, the things that he does and the way his, he views, you know, health and fitness. And I know he has um, embarked on quite an impressive journey for his own health. And um, I can't be more thrilled to introduce you to our friend and moderator, Jim Thompson. Welcome, Jim. Hello there, Angela. So glad to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you're here with us today. I've been looking um, for this all day. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Me too. Um, so we would just love to hear, you know, you're, you're connected to the association industry. We'd just love to hear like what what you do and um, how you became connected to HBA and just tell us a little bit about you. Sure, sure. So I've uh, been in the association profession for, gosh, I'm scared to think this, almost 20 years now. Um, worked for standalone associations for a number of years and now currently work for a, an association management company where I'm the vice president of association management. So I oversee the association staff here, serve as the executive director for two different groups, um, and then do business development for our association management company as well. But um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I've, I've known Aaron for a number of years and then uh, had sort of followed his journey um, as he was kind of embarking on, you know, the health and wellness thing. And, you know, again, like a lot of people have told me and, you know, and I'll tell this now to Aaron, you know, saw sort of what he was doing it was very, you know, it was inspiring because I was kind of going through a similar process. So, um, and then of course, you know, decided to, he decided to start the healthy by association, which again was perfect timing for me in the sense that, you know, I was already kind of going through this sort of lifestyle change myself. Um, so it was just a great opportunity for me, for me to look for, you know, again, you know, we, all, we always try to, if you're in this association space, it's hard enough to tell people who aren't in this space what we do for a living because nobody ever seems to understand what we do. Mm -hmm. So to not only be involved in a community of people who get me, um, but are also following that same lifestyle journey at the same time is sort of, uh, you know, just perfect. It was just, again, it was just perfect timing to be involved in HBA. And, you know, again, I sort of jumped right in uh, head first into it and, and, and I've really been excited about being involved. Awesome. Well, I'll go ahead. I'm just going to say that I think that there's a lot to unpack there. And I think that, you know, uh, for starters, you're exactly right in thinking about, um, A, like, what does it look like to decide um, to make a change? And then B, like, how to maintain that change over a period of time, given the amount of travel or the amount of demands on our lifestyles. And, you know, I know Angela in particular, as, as she was thinking about how are we going to kick off Men's Health Month uh, with a bang, it, there was no question. She's been excited about this interview for, um, you know, as long as it's been scheduled, yeah. for sure. Because, um, you know, as, as we think about, um, as we think about transformation, like you are certainly one of the first people who come to mind. And, and I think that, um, you know, I think, 
a few things. I think that it's challenging because when we think about health and wellness, when we think about transformations, um, typically the transformation that gets noticed by most people first is going to be the outward appearance. And so, you know, sure. weight loss is is that thing that that often will capture people's attention. And we can talk about this more as we go on through the episode. But you know, I want to be mindful of those that are listening that transformation can happen in any number of ways and can look like any number of things and and may not even be seen as well um so i think we talk about health at at any weight um just being mindful of you know what what do your stats say and are they in a healthy range is always going to be more important than any any outward appearance but again it's it is the thing that catches our attention uh most often Absolutely. So as we, um, as we jump in, um, I'm just curious, um, we were talking about this a little bit before we started the podcast episode today. What, what is it that made you decide to change your lifestyle? Sure. So, you know, I'm kind of going to step back a little bit, you know, again, because this is Men's Health Month and we're focusing on this, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I can't underestimate to, to talk about is the fact that, you know, unfortunately for men, I don't think we get as much attention in terms of the body image issue. Um, you know, you don't really hear about men who, ha- who, are, um, who are anorexic or men who are bulimic. You know, you don't hear a lot of people talking about, but, you know, but men are just as, I would think, you know, as conscious of their, what their body looks like as anybody is. I mean, I think we all, we're all human, but I think, you know, you know, ever since I was a little kid, um, you know, and I even kind of get a little emotional talking about this, but, you know, ever since I was a little kid, you know, I was overweight. I was always the chubby kid. And, you know, people talk about, you know, disabilities or discrimination. And, you know, frankly, you know, I was discriminated against so much as a younger kid being overweight, you know, not being picked, you know, on the teams and, you know, was never involved in sports. And, you know, and it was like that pretty much all the way growing up until, you know, until high school. And, you know, and so much of that, you know, we, we think about women and the issues that they have with body image, but you don't really talk about it for men. So, you know, it was, it's, it's been something that I've been dealing with all my life. And, you know, it wasn't until probably, you know, I guess about, it was about 10 years ago, I had quit smoking um, and gained a lot of weight. I mean, I'd already been a big kid anyway, but, you know, I had gotten to be gotten pretty large. Um, but, um, you know, I had gone to my doctor and, you know, kept using the excuse of why I shouldn't quit and I was going to gain weight. And, you know, he always made that comment that, you know, well, Jim, you know, you can lose weight. You can't replace a lump. You know, I'd much rather you gain weight and, yeah. you know, than, than to not quit smoking and using that as an excuse. So, I mean, years, you know, I did quit and years and progress and I did gain weight. But it was, and it was something I always, you know, would ebb and flow. You know, I would lose 10 or 15 pounds here or there, but then I would gain it back. And I would try all these kind of fad diets and, you know, all these different things. And, you know, it always go back and forth with the weight. Um, but it wasn't until my daughter and I were actually doing something together. We were actually participating in a, um, uh, it's called Y Guides, but it was basically a, um, you know, a daddy, da- a daddy daughter camp that we had gone to. And we were supposed to get on this ride together. And the guy looked at me and looked at me and said, you know, before you get on this ride, how much do you weigh? And so I told him, I was like, well, I'm about 325 pounds. And he was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you can't ride on this. You're too big. Um, and, you know, my daughter's sitting there looking at me like, what? You know, and I'm going, all right, that's it. Like, this is, I just, I can't participate in something in my daughter's life. Um, and, you know, I, I know the health benefits of losing weight and I know the health benefits, but seeing that moment where she literally was, you know, like 
this is so sad. I had to have another dad ride on this ride with her. Otherwise she couldn't go, you know? So it was one of those moments of like, okay, I've got to change my life. This has got to, I just, this, this can't be. Oh, and so now, you know, fast forward, you know, four years later, you know, where my daughter could barely wrap her arms around me. And now, you know, she can do that and actually like squeeze tight and actually put her, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a monumental change. So, I mean, I think, you know, that those moments like that have all led up to, you know, to, to where we are today. I think where it's just like, you know, it's, it's been a monumental change, but it really made me realize that, you know, it had to be a lifestyle change. It had to be something that could not just be something that a fad thing or something I just did for a few years, because again, I want this to be a long journey um, for forever, <laughs> as long as I'm here. So It's hard to almost bring this up as a, as a transformation story, because, you know, you know, you're like, I, I want to stay like this now, you know, like I'm, right. I, I, and, and it takes a lot. And I, of course, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, what you do now, right. you know, as to, you know, how you began um, to change, but gosh, isn't that, I mean, I think anybody who has embarked on this sort of transformational journey and a lifestyle change has had that moment or has had, you know, it's got to be something that big. Right. And I, my, just, my heart is broken for that moment in your life that, but, but you've got to experience that moment in order to right. make that change. It wasn't your doctor saying, yeah, um, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> right. but, you know, okay, whatever you leave the doctor's office, you don't give it much thought again and you do whatever you have been doing, you know? So it's, it's like those, those moments with, with your family or a loved one or mm -hmm. something that really, you know, affects you deeply. And obviously that, oh, absolutely. And that was the thing that, that finally um, made you begin. I, right. I had one of those moments. It wasn't, um, it wasn't with a child, but it was um, at Cedar Point, uh, the top thrill dragster. Um, I, um, I, I ultimately did um, get to ride, um, but it was one of those things where I was like, you know when I don't know if anyone else has these moments, but you you get on these rides and you're just like, I have to put the seatbelt on as fast as humanly possible, like because they're coming around, like checking seatbelts, checking harnesses or whatever. Top thrill dragster <laughs> uh, put the seatbelt on and like was having a really hard time getting it to close. And it was like right. one of those like I can do it, I can make it fit, it's gonna happen. Um, and I remember, <laughs> I remember like the sheer like panic that I was having, like I I have to do this thing or I have to hurry up and do this thing. Um, but oh, yeah. if anyone's had that moment, like it is, um, it's definitely. I don't know. For me, it was impactful, mm -hmm. um, and it's one of those things that for I don't know that it immediately had an impact in terms of like doing something about it. It was definitely like Ugh, I can't can't ride that ride or can't come back for a while um but but now you know like when you have gone back and you're just like oh like that was a thing I couldn't do before and now it's like a breeze you're just like it's just like it definitely changes your perspective oh absolutely I, well, I think about all the anxiety that I get used to getting when flying and the fear of like oh gosh getting stuck with the middle seat just because you know I'm, I was so big I mean just sitting in a seat was you know just miserable not being able to quite fit the seat belt you know or having to you know, it wasn't quite to the point of having to ask for the extension belt on the on the planes, yeah. but you know, but things like that. You know, going to stadiums, going to concerts, going to sporting events where the seats are. You know, I mean, I think they're making them smaller anyway. I really believe that. But 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 you know, that just that uncomfortable feeling of not being able to sit comfortably in a seat, and now going to a concert and like I don't mind sitting in the middle seat on a plane just because I'm like, oh, I can fit. I'm okay. It's yeah. not you know, it's nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so after that happened, so, so you went on this ride and, and, or you didn't go on the ride. <laughs> right, right, right. So, right. You left right. your child with some other dad. Um, was that it then? Were you like right here and now I'm yeah. done? What yeah. Did, I mean, I mean, what did you do first? So the, the big thing was, was the diet. Um, you know, because again, I've, I had gone through this, the cycles of, you know, trying to, you know, all kinds of fads and things like that. And I just really, I I just picked a a sensible diet that, you know, I could, I could control, um, maintain it. it, it, I say it was a, you know, it was kind of like low carb ish. I mean, it was essentially, I was really just trying to, again, I don't call it a low carb diet, but it really was the idea of, you know, just focusing on trying to limit the sugars, Mm -hmm. you know, limit, limit complex carbs, eliminate the sugars, um, just trying to eat more vegetables, more fruits, um, you know, more lean meats. Um, and for me, probably more than anything else than of anything was portion control. Um, you know, it wasn't really so much probably what I was eating, but how much I was eating. Um, cause it was nothing for me to sit around in the evenings and, you know, I mean, for months and months and months on ends and have, you know, a bowl, a bowl, and I mean, a bowl of ice cream, with, I mean, literally, like, I mean, I would go through gallons of ice cream and not even think about it. You just don't even realize you're even doing it. I mean, um, you know, and just eating, I mean, I've never been like a salty, like, like chips or snacks like that, but, you know, for sure sweets. And just the big thing is just overeating, you know, and I think I just really started becoming more conscious of, you know, how much I ate. And I was, you know, I started doing a lot of reading about, you know, basically like, you know, a serving should be about the size of your fist, <laughs> you know, that basically if you're, if you're having three or four items on a meal, whether it's, you know, two vegetables and a fruit and a meat or whatever, that nothing should be bigger than the size of your fist. Yeah. And if you're eating more than that, you're probably overeating, um, yeah. you know, and so, you know, and just really watching when I went out, because again, with us, you know, being in this industry, traveling so much, um, you know, I was really having to make conscious choices about, you know, what I was eating and again, how much I was eating. Cause again, you know, I was always one of those kids that, you know, like a lot of parents, you know, finish your food, finish your plate, clean everything, you know? And so like when I go out to restaurants, I would always finish my meals. And unfortunately serving sizes have gotten so huge yeah. now. So it's, so that natural tendency to just eat everything on your plate. And, you know, I quickly realized that, you know, that it's okay to box up half your meal and take it home. Like you don't have to sit there and eat all that in one sitting, <laughs> you know, it's okay. Um, or even, I hate to say it, but, you know, let it be thrown away. And it's awful to do, but you know, it's, it's for my health. I have to do that. Um, so that's where I kind of really began the the journey was, you know, doing that. And then, um, you know, I decided that I was going to do the couch to 5k program and kind of did it for a little while and, um, made it to not quite the mile range and then sort of kind of gave up and then kind of got back into the, going to the gym again. Um, but then started running a little bit more and a little bit more until I finally just committed to, all right, I'm going to sign up for a 5k. And I decided to do it, of course, on the day of all eating days on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do this. <laughs> this is, I'm going to sign up for it. It's going to be on Thanksgiving day, the day that I would traditionally like completely overeat and overindulge. Um, and so I did it. I ran a 5k and I granted, you know, right. it was like 34 minutes or something like that. Um, but you know, Hey, for the first one, I was it's pretty great. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was okay. First, that's great. Yeah, I was okay with that, you know? Um, I mean, it was funny because like, even at the time I remember coming up to a good friend of mine 
she was a runner and I told her, I was like, Oh, there's no way that I can, you know, compete with your times or anything like that. She told me something very important that kind of has hit me from ever since then. She's like, Jim, the whole idea is to complete this. It's not to compete. You know, your goal is to complete whatever it is you set before you, not try to compete with other people and what they're doing because you're running your own race. You're not running my race. I'm not running your race. You know, you're running your race. So complete it. Don't worry about competing in it. So, and that was, and that sort of stuck with me, you know, ever since then, this is the whole idea is that everything you do, whether it's weight loss or whatever, it's just completing the task, not trying to compete with, you know, and especially trying to compete with other people because, you know, we're all different. Yeah. That oh. comparison thing is so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you started. Oh, of course it is. Why are you, you know, 20 pounds lighter than I am right oh, now? Absolutely. That's absolutely. really hard to let go. That can be. Oh, really it is. Well, it's even hard to go. Like when I go to, I mean, even as somebody who goes to the gym fairly regularly, like, you know, and I still to this day, like walk in the gym and I like see the guy over there, like, you know, bench pressing, you know, 185 pounds. I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. You know, <laughs> I wish, you, know and you almost feel sort of self-conscious by going over there and you're bench pressing your 80 pounds. You know? <laughs> you know, but I'm like, you know what, I don't, you know, I get over it, obviously, but yeah. see how that, that tendency to want to like compare yourselves to other people. And again, it goes back to that body image thing we're talking about. We're so focused on body image and things like that, that sometimes that's almost our detriment, I think. I think well, so too. It's like both the body image that we see all around us and what we what we think or have been fed to feel like is so um is the ideal uh, but it's also um it's it's always a competition right i mean even when you run a race it's a competition to like you know um come in first or come in you know whatever like there's like so much of what we do and even in the health and wellness arena is set up to be around being the best or being the first yep. or being yep. whatever, um, being first a certain most steps. Or, <laughs> or yeah. Right. Everything, everything's a competition. <laughs> everything is a competition. So it's kind yep. of hard to get outside of that. You know, one of the things that, that also really resonated with me that you're talking about is just portion control. Um, yep. I think that it's one of the things, um, it's one of the things that, um is important to me you know i was i can't remember who i was just talking about with this the other day but we were talking about how um you know when like a little kid falls down um and they scrape their knee they sort of look up to mom and dad to see if they're hurt and if they should cry or if they're okay and like a little kid like you know if you're laughing they're gonna laugh like they just don't they don't necessarily respond in the same way and and you know i share that story because um, I, I I sort of feel the same way about food and portion control that, you know, um, if I don't pay attention, if I'm not looking around to figure out like is somebody going to tell me when I'm full, like I don't, I sometimes don't feel like I know if I'm full or I should be done. Um, and so for me, it's been about, um, I don't know. I, I know Lindsay will probably get on me for being like restrictive in this way. Every time I want to talk about it, I'm like, what's Lindsay going to say? <laughs> what, I, what I will say is that I often, I try to build my plate based upon what I think is reasonable for me to eat at that time. Not, not in general, but for that meal, for based upon how hungry I am, based upon what's being offered, I try as much as possible to build my plate correctly the first time. Um, and then when I'm done, I, that like, it's a signal to me that I'm, I'm done, that I'm full. Right. Um, and I know that I, I'm, I'm walking that like weird restrictive line because um, I think Lindsay would probably say like, 
well, you, you will know if you're done, if you're full. But I have this, like me personally, like I feel like I have this like false sense or understanding of fullness that I don't always know when I'm full or when I'm done. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's a challenge for me. And so I do try to build, you know, and I just, I, I raise that because I think that is, you know, the portion control is the important thing that I, I wanted to just call out here because given, um, given a table full of food, um, if I build my plate the first time and just sit among the stuff, I'm just going to keep eating. Cause I just, I don't, it's almost like, um, um, as, as association of hospitality professionals, we're so used to being so busy that we can, some of us can use food to fill the downtime. It's like, Oh, I have this like 10 minutes or I have this, whatever, like maybe I should eat something. And I'm just like, I'm not, am I even hungry? Like, I don't even know. Like that's this like conversation that I have with myself. I don't know. I don't know if any of that makes sense or if, if no, you it does. No, it does. I mean, I think it makes complete sense. I mean, I think that's the thing with me. I mean, it's always been my case. And that's one thing I've learned a lot over the, over the years is to, you know, eat what's, eat what's, eat what's the, is the portion that you're given and then stop. And, and relax. I mean, because again, I, I'm, I've always been in a habit, like I'll just keep eating. I mean, I'm just kind of like mm-hmm. a, not, not to compare myself to a dog, but like dogs will sometimes just eat and eat until they just get sick, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, I don't feel like I have that in me to just, you know, just naturally say, okay, stop, you're full. I feel like I overeat and overindulge. I mean, like, you know, like I can't tell you the last time I've been to like a Chinese buffet restaurant because like I would kill a Chinese buffet restaurant. Oh, for sure. times when it's like, you know, four, I mean, four, four plates full. I have to try it all. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but like now, like, you know, I don't even, I intentionally don't even go to like those kind of restaurants. I don't even eat fast food anymore. Like I don't even, I mean, there's so many things like I don't do anymore just cause I know like if I go to McDonald's, I'm going to supersize everything. I mean, I want <laughs> to get a big thing of fries. I want the big Mac. I want the apple pie. I won't, I mean, I want to eat all of that, you know, but cause I don't have this control of it. So I just don't go. You know? yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think that's just really interesting. I mean, of course, portion control is the thing, but, but it's that, it's that like pause, like, am I full? Have I had enough? Am I no longer hungry? Right. It's been like a new um, sort of like thing that we're trying to put into, you know, just to, just that mindfulness. Like, mm-hmm. am I no longer right. hungry? That's right. different than satisfied. That's even right. really different yeah. than full. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely not beyond full. Exactly, exactly. And I, I would bet, you know, you know, since I, you know, I've been doing this a while too. We've all been, you know, all three of us, I think are sort of, you know, in this sort of, you know, living it, maintaining it sort of, right. spot. you know, um, the times that I'm like over full, have to lay down on the floor, unbutton the top button, like can't breathe in my pants. You know what I mean? Like those no, times are fewer and further between now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm oh, absolutely. Happen. But yeah. I'm saying, you know, I don't, I don't get there so much anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't either, but I can't tell you the number of times I have. Oh my gosh. You know, I mean, and that's why, you know, and that's the difference between 325 and 230. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's right. That's the difference. You yeah. Know? Hallelujah to that. So food was a big part of it. Exercise was a big part of it. Were there any other conscious choices or how, I mean, it can't have been easy and and the other thing I want to know is like what was home life like? Because um, you have a family, right? Yeah, 
you know, how do you drive that in your home? Well, you know, so, you know, one of the interesting things I think has been, and this has been the fortunate thing for me in the sense that um, I'm the one who cooks all the time. Ah. So, so that was very helpful because I pretty much plan out the meals. So, you know, and needless to say, my daughter who absolutely hates vegetables, who's like so anti-vegetable, um, now has actually gotten to love cauliflower fried chicken, like uh, cauliflower rice chicken, the, the chicken fried rice made with cauliflower. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I make it like probably once a week just cause she's so, um, so I mean, that's, you know, that's been kind of the neat thing too. And, you know, is that have been able to, you know, change up our, our household eating habits, at least, at least from mealtime. Now I'm still not, my, my kids and my wife too, to that degree, um, are still bad about snacking. I mean, they still like to snack a lot and, you know, and I've tried to get them to think about, you know, more reasonable snacking, like, you know, with you know, carrots and hummus or cucumbers versus chips or, you yeah. know, pork rinds versus crackers or yeah. something that is at least, you know, um, so, but, uh, you know, but I, I'll have my healthy snacks that I'll snack on. So while they're eating their, you know, rich crackers and stuff, I'm eating my, you know, dried green beans, <laughs> they're dehydrated green beans. Or whatever, like, you know. Sounds so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Trader, Trader Joe's and uh, all these little, they have some of these great, like. Uh, Fast like, stuff. Yeah, they really do. Like, have you ever had the, like, the, de- the dehydrated, like, I don't know what they're even called, like dehydrated green beans and other. Like, yeah. Stuff. They're really yeah. good. They're, yeah, they're great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's not the it's not the same as a uh, trisket, <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> well, I think that some of that it stems from boredom, just being you know bored. Like when we get snackish, like what what is what is really happening, and how do we address the thing that's actually happening? And being mindful of that, um, I think, can be oh so important. And you know, sp- speaking of sort of that boredom, you know, I'm also curious, like how do you how do you take this um, approach or this transformation? on the road what are things you're mindful of while you travel sure so i mean you know that's one of the things i think has been kind of neat for me um you know and, and we're very fortunate to live in a day and age of technology and information being available for you um but you know anytime i'm planning a trip wherever i'm going you know my usually first thing is you know i'm looking at the hotel i'm looking at you know what the what the breakfast options are um is it included and is it you know you know, is it something where I can get plenty of like, you know, low carb, low sugar options? Um, you know, I'm looking at the workout facilities just to make sure there's something there that I can access to. You know, if it's a nice, if the weather's going to be nice, I'm always looking for potential running paths where I can go for a run while I'm, while I'm in the town. Um, you know, if I know we're going to go out to eat somewhere, you know, I go online and look at research the menus and actually see what's on the menu so that, you know, I can kind of already plan out sort of what I'm planning on getting, you know, so that, you know, I don't get distracted when I get there and everything just looks, because again, when you're in a large group of people and everybody's ordering all this stuff, it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Oh, let me get, you know, but when I go in, I just, I don't even hardly even look at the menus anymore, the places I go to, because I just know like, all right, I know I'm going to get the chicken and the, and the roasted Brussels sprouts. Um, you know, that's what I'm going to have. I'm not going to have the mashed potatoes or the, and I don't eat the bread, you know, so I'm trying to be just really conscious about um, but a lot of it, so much is just pre-planning and just trying to get in that mindset before you go somewhere so that you already have it in your mind, you know, so that at least, you know, the distractions when you're there don't kind of offset you. Um, 
but um, you know, I'm not, I'm not really good. And I was actually listening to one of the podcasts just recently uh, that, about bringing snacks with you. And I think that's one of the things I probably need to do more often. I guess it's hard sometimes when you fly to bring a lot of things with you, but I have noticed like if I'm going to be somewhere for several days, you know, as I try to find a grocery store or a CVS or something nearby so that I can at least pick up some, you know, healthier snacks that I can have in the room, because that's one of those things that, um, you know, it can really catch you off guard if you're not careful. Yeah, I agree. That's what, that's one of those spots that, you know, you can get yourself in trouble. And like you said, when ordering, I think there is like in a social setting, especially in a work setting, dining out, I think there is like a, it's almost like a peer pressure. Oh, you know, absolutely. So if you don't stick to your guns and if you don't have a plan going in, like it is easy to say, well, we're travel, we're on travel. It's fine. Right. You know, so it's paying for this. You right. Know, oh, you know, you're on even company. better. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah, well have the extra, you know, the extra appetizers, right. have the dessert, you know. Yeah. Order two. Let's try everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll sample them around. And, yeah. I mean, I think that in particular, I think that's, that is the tricky part, you know, in, in sort of maintaining this lifestyle that you know, your health depends on and, you know, you want to continue to into your pants and you know like exactly. it, I, I don't want to have I don't want to you know delve into those old sizes that I don't you know like Absolutely. Wear. I don't want that anymore so you know these are these are like the stick to your guns kind of like situations and I think travel can be just such a trick um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, and you know how it is, I mean, especially, you know, it's, it, it always seems to me, particularly breakfast, breakfast always seems to be one of those areas, I think, where it's so challenging, because I'm so used to my routine where, yeah. you know, I get up in the morning and I always, and we always do smoothies. I mean, that's just my thing. I like, I like smoothies in the morning. It's, you know, very high packed in protein, but you know, lots of fruit, very low yeah. carb, you know, it's just, it's one of those things I have that routine. And so like, when I'm out of that, traveling you know have to be really conscious because it's so easy to you know to eat very lots of carb heavy breakfast uh -huh. when you're traveling you know so and again that's that meal that's going to really start your day off so if you started in a bad way with all this you know carb loaded stuff you know a it's not good for you and you're going to crash you know <laughs> hours yeah. later because you didn't have any protein or anything right 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 yeah i think that's uh that's that's exactly it that's one of the things that i that I try to give as advice, you know, like, what do I do on vacation? Or, you know, I'm just going to just whatever during vacations, like vacation and travel and work travel, you can't just let up. It's still you in this life. You know, it's not like That's a, right. you can't, you can't totally let up. It's one thing to indulge every so often, but it's another to totally like let go and, you know, do whatever. Right. That's a lot right. of work to be done on the other end of it, you know, so yeah, it's like, exactly. how do you protect your lead? How do you, you know, kind of just keep the status quo? So that's one thing that I suggest is, you know, keep your breakfast as normal as possible. What would you eat at home? I right. can't take, maybe you take your blender on the road. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, so, uh, but yeah, so it's a, it's definitely, it's, it's a challenge. That's for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I would imagine. So you said. So you said about four years now. You you started about four years ago. Yep. I'm sure there's a couple of things that you are particularly proud of, um, of accomplishing. Or you know, can you can you talk a little bit about about some of those things that you that you feel really good about? Sure. Sure. Um, well, I mean, I think you know, one thing is just. You know, and I mentioned that kind of earlier is, you know, it's, it's the, 
you know, it's the heart, the heart, not, not your physical heart, but your emotional heart was that, you know, the feeling about being around the kids and, you know, again, having my daughter, you know, be able to wrap her hands all around, all the way around me and like, you know, you know, have that sense of accomplishment, you know, for them to be able to see me do that, I think says a lot to, for them, you know, as, as they grow up as kids to be able to see like, look, dad, like intentionally set out to accomplish something and he did it. I mean, and for them to be able to see that, that accomplishment, I think is a great thing. Um, a few other things I think just I'm proud of is, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, again, I always used to make the joke several you know years ago when people talked about running and, you know, asking if you ever would run. And of course my, canned response was always yeah if somebody was chasing me with a knife or a gun you know, I might might run <laughs> um and I wouldn't really have to run fast I would just try to run faster than whoever was in front of me um, <laughs> um wouldn't really try hard but you know having run you know two half marathons now which again never would have in my, my wildest dreams have ever imagined running 13 miles much less you know 10 miles much less you know three yeah. um so I mean you know I think doing that has been fantastic um, I've just recently, I guess in the past, gosh, I guess it's almost, it'll be about a year in July, um, started doing this, um, well, it first started out on a Saturday morning, like boot camp. Um, and now I do it probably anywhere from two to three days a week, but, um, you know, I could barely do, you know, I could barely do like five push-ups. I mean, I could just, I just was not, I did not have a very strong upper body. Um, and you know, since I've been really focused on my cardio, with the running so much, um, I have been going to a personal trainer and, um, in the past, uh, well, I, I say a personal trainer, I go in for an assessment and he gives me like an eight week, like workout plan that I can follow. And then I go back in for a checkup, but you know, he's been really focused on me as a, as a male, you know, speaking of men thing, men's health. Um, you know, one of his big things was he's like, you know, I, I get so frustrated when I see a lot of men come in right into the gym and jump right on the treadmill and run for 30 minutes and then try to go work out. Cause he said, you know, for men, you know, when you burn all that testosterone that quickly and with that kind of cardio, it ends up making strength training less impactful. So he's like, you know, I'd much rather see you come right into the gym and, you know, work out for, you know, 10 minutes of cardio just to get your body warmed up and get the heat going on and then actually do strength training because then you're not spending all that testosterone, especially as we get older. Um, as men get older, you start, that testosterone starts fading, but, um, you know, but the strength training has been something I've really been trying to focus on because he's like, you know, for your long-term health, for your body's strength, your body's health, your well-being, you know, you can't just focus on cardio. You got to do strength training too. Um, so, but again, going back to the push-up thing, but yeah, like I could barely do, you know, five or six push-ups at hardly at all. And now, you know, I go to some of these boot camps, and this, like, no lie, like there's some of these workout boot camps where we'll do, you know, fifty or seventy-five, you know, push-ups and you know, twenty-five, thirty burpees over the course of the, you know, workout, and I can actually do them. You know, and it's kind of like never would have imagined that I, I would be in a position to do things like that. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a great, it's a great feeling. And I actually have like definition in my arms now, which is so strange. Yes. (laughs) It's like, like, wow, look at, there's a muscle there. (laughs) I think for you, Jim, but for all of us like that, the journey from where you were to where you are, um, is not something that you achieve overnight. And so as our listeners think about, um, you know, where can they start or what does it look like to begin a journey? Um, what would you say? And I, I ask you that question seriously because I, I see and follow you in a variety of places and see that um, your transformation is all about balance, that you, um, you know, you 
work hard, but you play hard. And there will be times Absolutely. where, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to partake in the celebration or you're going mean, to, but, but it's balance, right? It's not, Absolutely. it's not like a, uh, like a, a jail sentence or it's not like a life sentence where, um, you know, you're not, you're not still enjoying life and partaking in things that you still enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I mean, I, I think that's a great point. I mean, that's one of the things that, um, you know, that you can't, you know, you can't beat yourself up and, and look at everything as, like you said, like the health and wellness doesn't have to be a punishment. Like this is not, yeah. doesn't have to be some bad thing. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like on Mother's Day, like I had a fat, you know, 12 ounce or 14 ounce, you know, porterhouse steak and, you know, broccoli slaw. I skipped the mashed potatoes. Um, <laughs> you know, definitely had some carrot cake. Um, but, you know, but, but whatever. But, you know, but that's those things. Like you can't like completely kill yourself and, you know, like, you know, I, I, I love to have a, an adult beverage now and again. Um, you know, now granted I've traded beer for a bourbon. Like that's one of those things. I just, you know, I used to love IPAs, but you know, when you look at them you think, okay, gosh, that's, you know, 340 calories for a 16 ounce drink versus I can have a bourbon, but the servings that I have, this is about 110 calories. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can still indulge and still have things, but again, it's, it's, you know, knowing what to do. But I think going back to your question here, and I think, you know, the big thing is, um, it's just deciding you want to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think cause it's, it's, to me, it's just a mindset. It's a, you know, I've posted this several times when I get up, you know, talking about motivation for working out and, you know, and anybody who does work out on a regular basis will know that the hardest part of hardest part about the workout is typically just getting up and going, like just waking up and getting out of bed and putting on your shoes. I mean, that seems to be the hardest part of every workout that I've ever done in the morning when I'm tired is that getting up out of bed and just doing it. So I think it's that, you know, just a commitment to doing it and knowing that, you know, and I kind of have this sort of this mantra that I put on everything I do is this whole, you know, no challenge, no change. And, you know, and I think that that's, you people have to remind yourself is that nothing, nothing about health and wellness and changing your, changing your, your lifestyle and in regards to your health, your wellness, your fitness, nothing is going to be easy. Yeah. And you just have to recognize that it's not an easy thing. You know, it's easy to get out of fit. You know, it's easy to gain weight. It's easy to do those things. But to the reverse of that is that it's not easy. It's work. I mean, it's something you have to work at. So I think just recognizing that and realizing that, you know, if it doesn't challenge you, then it's probably not going to change you. So, you know, it's just knowing, knowing that and being honest with yourself and, and realizing that, you know, again, not to do the fitness thing again, but that it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes. You know, this, this is a, there's a reason why they call it a lifestyle change because yeah. lifestyle changes can tend to be more permanent versus diets, quick fads. Those are things that are fairly easy to do, but they're not long lasting. I mean, it's easy to do a keto diet for 30 days. I mean, fine, whatever. You know, I mean, how many people do these 30-day diets or the 30-day shake diet or the 30-day lemon juice and vinegar diet or whatever it is, some fat, you know? I mean, it's easy to say, okay, well, I can do that for 30 days, but it's not, it's not, it's not easy to make it a lifestyle change. Right. And so, you know, it takes work, but it takes yeah. time, you know? And I didn't, I didn't lose, you know, nearly 100 pounds in, you know, 90 days or 120 days, or even 720 days, you know, it was a four year journey, mm-hmm. you know. So. But it sounds like it's a lifestyle that you're able to maintain and sustain and take it on the road and take it on vacation. I think that's, that right. is the big difference. You know, these, these fad things, you know, takes you 30 days to take five pounds off, but 
you know, you're going to put it back on in two weeks. Once you go back, <laughs> right. to the things that you were doing in the first place, you know, so, so I, I, I totally, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to do this and if you, if you really want to make lasting change, you've got to do it in a way that you can live with for yeah. the rest of your life. I mean, literally for yeah. the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, and if, and if it's, you know, if you're saying I can never eat bread again, then maybe the no bread diet is not for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm never going to eat a cookie again. Like how realistic is that? You know, I'm never going right. to eat a cookie again. It's not, it's not, it's not the most realistic thing. It sounds great. And maybe I won't eat cake this week. Cool. That I right. could do, but to say never. Um, and then when you slip up, then you feel like a total failure. And then you're like, well, then obviously I can't do this. And then, you know, you just get into that like vicious, like exactly mindset, bad mindset cycle. Um, exactly. but, but yeah, I mean, it sounds, I'm, I'm just super inspired by, you know, what you have done and, and how you have done it. And I just think it's, um, you know, for the, for the good of your family. I mean, gosh, you are, you're setting the example, you're driving the bus, you're cooking the food and, and, and everybody's, seen, <laughs> right. you know, except for the snackies, you know, everybody's except on board the, and you yeah, know, yeah. they're all better for it too. Absolutely. But yeah, Angela, I think you said something interesting and I think this goes to all of, all of the, you know, this lifestyle changes is the, and it, and it, I think it goes to the benefit of the HBA community too, is, you know, find people who you inspire but find people who inspire you too. I mean, like during this journey, don't do this alone. I mean, this can't be something that you can just do on your own. I mean, I mean, you can do it on your own, but I think, you know, that's been the beauty of this whole process. And, you know, you guys are both, you know, follow me on Facebook and I post a lot about my working out and different things like that. But, you know, nothing makes me feel more, more powerful um, and even more inspired myself is when I hear other people come up to me and go, Hey, Jim, like, you know, I love seeing you post and you work out. You've really inspired me to get up and start really working out or making more sense. And, you know, I shared this not too long ago. I have a real good friend of mine who he is over 600 pounds, had weight loss surgery, um, had gotten down to about 430 pounds. Um, but over the last three years has really made a commitment to his life and um, actually just, just ran in the New York marathon, New York, the, oh, yeah. the New York, uh, the New York marathon. Um, but he's like down to like 245 pounds now. And he sent me a private message, you know, not on Facebook and everything. And I did end up sharing it because I asked him if it was okay. But he just, he's like, you know, you have inspired me. You were, you were the, a lot of the reason why I've made this journey because I've seen what you're doing. And it's just, it's, and to me, that's like, you know, again, when you think about having that extra piece of cake and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm, I'm inspiring people. Like I need to be conscious of like you know my choices and don't don't realize that it is a lifestyle this is something you always have to be reminded of yeah. you know and so little things like that so again kind of going back to that you know be around people who inspire you but also be around people who you inspire too you know because that feeds you I think that can't be underestimated enough, like take the small steps. I think that's also important is that, you know, um, if you don't have time today to go do the full workout or you don't have time to drive to the gym or you don't, or it's too hot outside or to do the walk or to do the run or whatever it is, like don't like just take the time that you have to do something. Even if you're only taking 10 minutes, um, you know, to do uh, a video or a quick, you know, even the squat challenge that we featured yeah, during the month absolutely. of uh, May in health, in Healthy by Association. Just be, just think about what it, what, 
what is the thing that you can do? Um, I was reminded uh, myself very recently of just being um, sort of over overstretched, having a lot going on, and um, had the opportunity, and, and I have been trying to work out in the mornings, and had the opportunity to do that outside this morning, and was just so um, grateful to reconnect with the outdoors, and to be outside, and reconnect with myself, and, and know that for that 30 minutes of time, I was doing something for me, and that I'm important, and I'm worth it, and it's worth the effort and energy that I took. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and I think in men's health month, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just really um, grateful for you coming on to tell your story. I think you've inspired other men for sure. And I'm sure, you know, some of the women in the group too, but, but I think it is really important for, um, I don't know. I think just like what you started off saying, like the whole like sort of point of vanity and how you feel and how you look and you know how you really feel about yourself i think it really is important i think you're right it is a little downplayed for men mm -hmm. um and so i think i think it's really great that you you know shared all of this with us and um really talked about it because i think in men's health month i think that is it is really important um to bring forward that you know you can you can affect change and you know it, you don't have to be you don't have to post about it you don't have to put every workout on instagram or whatever you know right. like go about doing it but but do it you know just start start with something and and you can really make a difference in your life if you if you stick with it and you absolutely can inspire other people so and and, and i think like jim said earlier just like people people your family your friends, your colleagues, I mean, people are watching. And so I'm um, not in a like judgmental way, but I think that, you know, yeah. your, your daughter, for example, seeing you um, care and take time to make a change, to do something about it. Um, and hopefully, and hopefully Jim, and I, I don't know if you have or not, but hopefully to even share that story and let her know, let your family know that that's, yeah. you know, one of the reasons like, like this, um, you know, if there's a soapbox to be on, it is um, to, especially as adults and role models, to not, to not do things in private or in secret or in shame or, um, you know, behind the scenes, but to really talk about it, you know, to say, you know, I, I, this is the realization that I made. These are the changes I'm making. This is what I'm committed to. You know, I, I, you know, I think at one point in time, um, as a child, um, my my dad in particular had decided that it was time for me to um, lose some weight. And so it was like, you're going to go run around the block. Uh, how, you know, when you think about that as like a story, like how is that like motivating, encouraging, like bringing someone along versus like pushing them into something. And so having these open and honest dialogues, I think Angela and I have talked about before, like whether it's financial health or whether it's uh, mental health or whether it's your own physical health, like having caring enough to, uh, make a change, but to have conversations and dialogue about it and to share the reason why, if we've learned anything from Simon Sinek, it's, you know, start with why and really being mindful of our whys and sharing them as opposed to hiding them and being secretive. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think people will cheer for you too. They won't just judge you and be like, oh, well, you're just doing it so you can, you know, be a supermodel or you can wear a bikini on the beach. You can wear Speedo on your next conference in Hawaii or whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I don't think that that's really the case. I would say, you know, I'm always inspired by seeing somebody make a big change in their life. I'm like, Absolutely. hey, I, I see what you're doing. Good for you, man. I know it's hard. 
you know, good for you. Yeah, absolutely. If anything, it just inspires you more. I mean, it just, yes. you know, just like, it's like, this is, this is, you know, I don't know. It's, just, it's like, as much as people talk about misery loves company, I'm like, pleasure loves company too. I'm That's like, right. we, we like to be around people who are happy and doing good things. And you know, I'd right. much rather be around people who are doing that than the opposite. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, again, Jim, thank you so much. This has been just such a great chat, especially such a great way to kick off Men's Health Month. Um, I know you're part of the HBA group and definitely when the MAGA thread is posted um, in the group, you know, we'll, we'll tag you in case people have questions. Um, Absolutely. So I don't know if there, if there's another way, you know, this is probably the best way to, to get a hold of you here is, is in the Facebook group. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. That's great. Well, we, again, just really appreciate you joining, telling your story, uh, being open, transparent. And I know that um, having known you a long time and having had the opportunity to work with you in a variety of scenarios like the most recent ASAE Great Ideas Conference, I know you're incredibly open to sharing your story and talking to other folks who um, are either considering their own story, starting their own story, continuing, maintaining their own story, um, or any point along that journey. So please do reach out to Jim. He's very open to having those conversations. And, and of course, we will continue to look forward to seeing um, your workout related posts on the within the HVA community and certainly throughout the month of June, uh, being even more focused on men's health. But uh, with that, HVA um, and certainly this podcast are powered by intention. We hope that you'll power your week ahead with intention as well to really take this opportunity to hit the reset button and to choose one intention for the week ahead. Look, it's the start of Men's Health Month and we've given you, if we've given you one, we've given you at least five ideas for where to start, um, whether it's um, setting an appointment for an annual checkup, whether it's finding a new primary care doctor, whether it's taking a step further and um, getting those tests run that you've been putting off, um, you know, whether it's more recent or whether it's, you know, three or four or five years later and you're supposed to have them done on a regular basis, just be mindful and set that intention. Use June uh, as the month as your excuse to do that. And if it's not um, something related to men's health, um, think about anything else that you've been meaning to do within your health and wellness journey and do that thing. Take at least one step in that direction. Use the Healthy by Association Facebook community to support you along that journey, uh, both to inspire others, but also to get the support you might need, um, you know, when, when you're feeling a little challenged or you hit that speed bump. In the meantime, this has been the Healthy by Association podcast, and we thank you for listening. We'll look forward to speaking with you next time, goal getters. Um, and if you are new to the podcast, uh, please check out all of our previous episodes. We have a lot, um, a lot of episodes already posted, at least 20 at this point, um, covering a whole wide range of topics that we think you'll find interesting. Until next time, thank you for listening, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Healthy by Association podcast. For links and other resources, please see our show notes. Also, request to join our Facebook community at Healthy by Association. You can subscribe to the HBA podcast through various platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Don't forget to rate and review, and be sure to power your week with intention. Thanks for listening.